gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Oh, we are back. Back and better than ever. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black, sir. How are you, bud? When you hear a cold opening from us, you know we're talking biz. We're talking biz. It's it's a day. <laughs> it's, it's a day of reckoning, possibly. And that is not hyperbole. No, I believe her name is Minchin now, or whatever. <laughs> Guys, thank you so very much for listening. Again, hit us up on Slam Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I got to keep moving on from your jokes. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, but Foist, let the boys be boys. Um, it's all things, it's just all things WWE and potential things happening here, which I'm not happy about. I don't know how you feel about this whole situation, but uh, there's the sales, there were no sales resignations, people getting fired and leaving the company due to returns that nobody saw coming other than you know, the board of directors and people behind the scenes and that nobody wanted. Um, very weird time in wrestling here <laughs> as far as like just uh, uh, what they're giving the fans or what they won't be giving the fans. and um, it, it, The whole situation, we'll get into everything after we talk about what happened in the ring first because um, the outside of the ring stuff is so much more so much bigger than anything else right now, um, which is funny because it all it all kind of circles back to our list <laughs> of best and worst, and now we're we've circled back to the worst part of WWE, and some would say probably the best part on my list because I thought that would be the end of something and the beginning of something new, and it was until now, and so we still have to see. We have nothing yet as far as any concrete details. With things, but oh, we do know that there was one person that has returned, and that is one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about all the pro wrestling, there's a couple of returns, but okay, yes, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, as big as the one thing I want to point out as a, is as, that as big as VK, but no, we're good. Oh no, nothing's as big as VK, but VK I don't know, the pop was way bigger. This is true, <laughs> if you ask me. Uh, the one thing I want to point out is that think about the time-tested tradition of a booker and the dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, sure. now it might be a little tinfoil hat of me, but I Put think that's what's going on in this situation. Does it stem from a little bit of truth? Yes. Mm. But I think they kind of just sent out feelers to be like, hey, listen, they're offering us like, I don't know, 3,000 acres of oil fields. We're going to take that because that's more than a billion dollars, I think. Mm. But we'll get into it. We shall get into it. All right. Um, yeah, let's talk wrestling first because, yeah, because we can do that. Um, I would like to talk an AEW first. I'm gonna talk AEW since it's fresh off the mind. Yeah, and I have a it just question since we were just talking about returns. Yeah, I'll skip right to it. Okay. Uh, number one, what does Tony Schiavone have against Adam Cole? What does... you asked me this question before we started. I want answers. I I, I want to, I want you to break the uh, 
the the kayfabe wall here <laughs> what is i think it's just a work first of all okay because in the intro you heard tony shivani say a man that i don't want to introduce or whatever i don't take any pleasure and it was in intro- introducing exact thank you mm. and it was adam cole baby baby has returned yes so with a hell of a promo too um basically just fire promo. Go, going into uh the the love that he's had for all fans uh while he's been gone his situation with Britt and how he wakes up at night and doesn't know where he is or who he is and and so uh, everything kind of that deals with concussions and and the uncertainty of return because you know every wrestler has that same promo I was like I didn't know if I was coming back I love this business and it's all I know and it was kind of the same thought process but it, kind of, it sounded like he was veering off into the I don't know when I'm returning because he did say it was good good or bad news um and I did like to swear with the bad news part. Did you think he took a couple of lessons from Mark Henry? Because as soon as he said, I got good news and I got bad news, Mm. I go, okay, the bad news is going to be, it's bad for everyone else. Like a hundred (laughs) percent. It's bad. Like that's just, that's just what pro wrestling is. Mm -hmm. You go, guys, I know I've been injured, but I got some bad news. And, uh, for all the AEW wrestlers out there, (laughs) I'm back. Watch your ass. I loved every second of it, but I did also call it from like, way up in the raft <laughs> it was it was a killer promo and uh we just cut right to it as far as the return um the, but the shivani deal this is the this is why please it's because of how much remember back when adam cole was still you know wrestling regularly before his injury sure when he was on commentary with tony shivani they would kind of mean mug each other all the time and it's because adam doesn't like the relationship that Tony's such quote unquote good friends with Brit. Right. Turns out he should have been watching a cage in action. But explain yourself. Christian Cage. Should have been paying more attention to Christian Cage than he was to Tony Shavon. Got it. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense if I gotta explain it, man. Sorry, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's early. I know where you're going with that. Um yeah, I could have gone way different directions. <laughs> Brian Cage, who Brian, knows? Brian Cage, he's with the turn of Brian Cage. It's so weird. Um, the, ROH this, trio champion or I, six man champion, whatever. That's right. What do they call it in ROH? It's not trio. Six man championship, I believe. It's so weird. Um, by the it way, doesn't make any sense. There's only three people. There's only three people. I get it. Uh, Dynamite, by the way, last night. <clears throat> Excuse me. From LA, the Kia Forum, fire, the whole episode. Fire, it's that, especially in, in containing possibly the match of the year, and it's only January of, of the year. Um, and if well, you, let's be honest, anytime there's an Escalera del Muerte match, well, it's gonna be match of the year con, uh, uh, contender. You think I'm talking about that one? Oh, 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 what a twist! Are you talking about the opening match? I am not, but we will get to it. Um, are you talking about the Brian Danielson match? <laughs> we will get to it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, Adam Page and Moxley, I. <laughs> several times this was this <laughs> anytime i could watch a moxley match and then in the same day watch a dean ambrose match and be like that's the same guy holy fuck that's insane that he was so like here <laughs> and now he's here and uh i'm just thinking about the names that transferred over to AEW that are bigger now than they were in wwe like adam cole like yes john moxley 
Rocky. He's bigger, Adam Cole is he, a toss-up to me. He's bigger now than he was in WWE. He's way uh, over. His I, NXT run was. I'm not. I'm not talking about runs. I'm just talking about just overall. People know him and he's famous in AEW because of his run in NXT. I'm just saying he's now more over in AEW. Okay. Than he was. I can in, agree with that. In NXT. Um, and there's just more more eyes on the product. Um, not by much, but yes, I it's, not by, <laughs> it's not by much. Um, but yes, I, I believe that there's Malachi Black's another one of those. Malachi Black, uh, more over now in AEW. Um, people that are not who give a, a shady tweets and say goodbye. Miro. Oh no, Andrade. Andrade. <laughs> El Idolo. It, it, it was it was it was one, one of those two. It was one of those two. He he posted on Twitter a face of. A I mean, let's of his... be honest. Now is the time. Now's the time for him to return, to cut loose from AEW and, and go back to WWE. He posted on Twitter. Like he a has legitimate. His, mask, his, his family. Goodbye. Yeah. His family's there. Now it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Both. By the way, I don't believe we talked about this. Charlotte Flair returned. We talked about that one. We did. But WWE just made a new signing out of the AAA promotion in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And one Dragon Lee, who we saw on uh, Dynamite, I believe, wrestle with Roosh in a tag match, or he was in a in a six-man match. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Dragon Lee, I believe, like, one of the younger prospects right now coming out of triple a crazy that that they they they're gonna get another mask just don't align him immediately with legato del fantasma please i think it's you say that they're gonna do it immediately <laughs> like that's... have him go on a have him go on a run with ray do something like that i can just i guess i guess ray and dragon lee versus fucking finn and dominic that's like boom the, book it the <laughs> Uh, I'd be down for that match. The, the, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the the one bad thing about WWE is that they have no idea, and they've never had an idea, of how to bring in uh, imports. Just like people that are famous from other countries uh, and, and have them shine here. Everything's homegrown and then built outward. It's just... I. I I hope they don't waste this talent. That's all I'm saying. I hope that Dragon League has like some sort of decent... Push. That is a very good point. I, I can't about the, about the homegrown versus the foreign <laughs> talent. I got, what is Brett the the biggest one? <laughs> you call him call him foreign. He's he's uh he's up north. Brett, I mean, in that case, you got to lump Jericho in there too. Absolutely. That's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. I hate it that you need a passport just to go to Canada. I know. I can drive to the Canadian border right now. I know. I'd get there. I'd get there by you know supper. <laughs> a. <laughs> get some poutine um uh this yeah so by the way the, the adam page john boxing match uh that that shit slapped uh the the at the time when they had the it literally headbutted each other i, I it's at one point it was like two-thirds away into the match and they're holding each other's hands and they're they're headbutting each other it's not like they're doing the wrestling headbutt where they put the hand in between like a drew mcintyre like glasgow kiss they're literally headbutting each other, and Moxley has a, a cut forehead from it. And the entire match was incredibly stiff. Um, 
I, I, I think the, the, that was like the theme of the entire night was just how, how hard we could just push each other and crack each other's faces. Uh, yeah. The theme of the entire night was getting down with the stiffness. With the sti- oh, wow. Jeez. Got it. Hey, yo. Um, do you believe <laughs> that it might've been in poor taste unless it was real, uh, unless it was real. Do you believe the Moxley concussion might've been in poor taste? Given the current climate we are in with head injuries and I think people getting injured in, in action and stuff like that. And what happened with Tua last year and stuff like you believe it was in a slightly poor taste. And I didn't think of that. Uh, it could be. That is the first thing that crossed my mind. It could be. I mean, I think they did it just to circle, have the, the story go full circle with Paige and his concussion. And so it was kind of like retribution and that here, I got it, now you have it. I agree with that, but a, a concussion is not a thing to, it's it's just not a thing to play with like that. I, I get having to circle back and, and close that loop at the angle, but uh, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't agree with it. I'm just saying that I think that's what they were trying to go for. And, uh, and I agree with you. I believe that that was what they're trying to go for, but just, I just don't know if it, like given the they're not allowed to say freaking shit on live television but they can show someone having a concussion, having a concussion. <laughs> like to me that's just a little out of whack that's not that'll not be the third time in that i can remember at least with uh nicole we have page and air quotes now uh moxley yeah i believe it was pistol pete that called them the concussion twins returned last <laughs> night <laughs> i'm sorry that's pretty funny <laughs> The concussion twins are back. Uh the elites. Let's see here. Um, yeah, Shivani was in the ring for uh, Adam Cole Bay Bay. Um, and his story of having good news, bad news. Uh, I enjoyed the Jungle Hook match. Um, I loved it. Jungle Hook did a little. He looked a little rattled to me. He looked, on, on the walkout. Well, he looked a little rattled because he was probably in the biggest match of his career. Because now he's in, he's now he's big time. Like he's not in the third hour of Dynamite anymore. He's now moved on to the first two hours, and now he's you know, he has more eyes on him, and he's he's a very popular character, and he doesn't want to screw that up. So he doesn't want to be like and he a, a flash in the he pan. Fucking excelled. He did. He did. He when he did that slam on uh, <laughs> on on Big Bill. When did the, <laughs> the transition? And I saw that thread that Stephen was asking. Uh, when when did this change? It was like two months ago. Yeah, it, it was about two months ago. I think w. that Morrissey Taz might have just referred Taz might have just referred to Morrissey as Big Bill, as Big Bill, and then they just kept on going with it. Because when he when when Morrissey showed up, he was with MJF, yes. and he called him Morrissey. That's my that might have been what it was. Mm. It might have been MJF that called him Big Bill, mm. okay. and then Taz piggybacked off that. Got it. It was something like that. I find it hilarious. <laughs> His name was Big Cass at one point. You think that's better? Big Bill. <laughs> His name is actually William. I just I liked W. Morrissey. I just thought it was a, a cool. It's too sophisticated. It's Big Bill. <laughs> if Ricky Starks had a gimmick named W. Morrissey, it would make more sense. It's very, it's very um, sports entertaining that he went to Big Bill. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, the firm is a very sports entertaining type of neighbor. gimmick. Yes, it is. You have all ego Ethan Page. <laughs> you have the Tiger style of Lee Moriarty. I mean, come on, the Ass Boys. 
<laughs> the ass boys. That's right. It's all gimmick, brother. I know. I know. By the <laughs> way, um, speaking of of Taz, can I just say my favorite commentator on in all of wrestling right now is Taz. Like it's just something. Yes, it's something about him. With a, a, he, a shout out to uh, to uh, uh, Jim Ross, uh, the goat. But I, I will say this now: it's it, it was time for him to do what he's doing now, which is great, and let him let him go in for the hour uh, on Rampage. Kind of gives more of a reason to to watch it if if that was ever a reason. Or if there's a huge match and they intro him, all right. fine and good. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Absolutely. But something with Taz, even though yesterday was such a clusterfuck, <laughs> like there was a there was a part where um, Excalibur was uh, uh, sent a commercial, and then it wasn't a commercial. He's like, ah, just kidding. Um, there was there's times when they're talking over each other, and <laughs> him and Shivani just have like this weird dynamic. But for some hey, reason, hey, Mansuri, Mansuri, get your shit together, all right. <laughs> You change the look, all right, but don't. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It right. wasn't really broke, right? Right. <laughs> now you're trying to fix it, and it ain't fucking working. It ain't working. I still love Taz. I love Taz. I'm, I love Taz. On the complete opposite spectrum of uh, commentator, Booker T. I'll say it every day till you know I, I die. Awful, just incredibly awful. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Imagine you replace Booker T with Taz. Yeah, no, I could on NXT. <laughs> That'd be great. You have Hook in NXT. <laughs> Damn. He'd be, he'd be champion in a second. He'd be champion in a second, and and Taz would be, Taz would be like the. Uh, I mean, I know you love you love him so much, but I do like the Pat McAfee of, of wrestling. Just which which he is now. Like he's just like he doesn't care. He's he's like pop pop pop. He's like he's rooting on his son, uh, in in a match that was that was a great spot. But he just pump slammed uh Big Bill, um, and then I just, agree with you one hundred percent in the fact that Taz is like the Pat McAfee, of pro wrestling. Because he will just say no matter whatever he but thinks, no matter what. <laughs> Anytime Taz says yambag, yeah, <laughs> I laugh so hard. Pat, this past weekend was yeah. on college. He was calling a college football game from the sidelines mm-hmm. on ESPN two, and he said, "If the marching band," or he said something like this: "Is like if the marching band goes anywhere close to you guys, they're going to come all over your face." <laughs> With a straight face on national television, so much so it got the joke. It got the <laughs> it got the unintentional joke of the day on Jimmy on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. There's a whole there's a whole uh, um, uh, just collection of those spots that announcers are saying like awful sexual innuendos during football games that they don't mean to. But it's the funniest. Oh, thing. I just saw one that uh, that slipped. I forgot who it was, but someone was calling an Albert Pujols play, and it was a ground out to third. And he goes, "And uh, Albert Pujols is retarded." Oh, Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim, you mean retired? I mean, oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah retired, <laughs> retired. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, it was like one where he's like, "Good old, good old flubs." He's uh, he's t- tackling him from the right side. He's like, "Oh, he just he just yanked him from the right. Uh, he just jerked him around. He's he's uh, he's reaching around. It's it was just hysterical." Hi. Uh, on on real quick on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesdays or whatever they have this segment called "In the Trenches" where one of Pat's buddies comes who is an offensive lineman, mm. and he'll break down like offensive lineman plays. So anytime you just see the offensive line like just create just a huge hole right for the running back to go through, yeah. you'll just see him go, and that's when they create a big gaping <laughs> hole. <laughs> and they all go in unison. They they all have it practiced out. It's great. <laughs> I miss Pat. Um 
here's my match of the year so far. So far. I know we're only, what day recording here? 12 days into the month, but match of the year so far. And you know I'm horrible with names, so please bear with me. And that's why I have you here. Uh, I know Brian Daniels. We have said it so many times. Uh, Kanosuke Takishka. Nah, you were close. Kanosuke. Yes. I'll stick with that. Yes, what last name? Go. Konosuke Takeshita. Takeshita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to just put the SHI in one syllable. Like just, it's like half a syllable. Takeshita. 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 Got it. All right. Like Asuka. It's not Asuka. It should be. We all thought it was when she first came into WWE. Like Siampa. Like Siampa. Exactly. We go, <laughs> oh, Champa. That makes sense. Tom- He's Italian. Tomaso. Tomato? Tomaso. Yeah. Siampa. Tomato, Siampa. What's that? Watch that. Where the hell is he biting, by the way? He got injured. Did he? Yeah. I don't know exactly what, but he did get injured. Yeah. This guy. Can't see off the, uh, the IL. He'll come and he'll save Johnny Gargano from Dexter Loomis when he turns <laughs> on him or some shit like <laughs> some that. Shit, yes. <laughs> DIY when he turns. Um, I, I, I did like the, the MJF promo before this match, though. Um, that's going to be the, the MJF and, and Brian Denderson. I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, but he went he went in on everybody that was there, especially uh, all the the peerless celebrities that were there. Mr. Uh, Ken Jeong. Uh, hey, Freddie Prince Jr. is and Freddie Prince B plus list is, uh, more CD list. Um, but I, I I just love the Scooby Doo references and MJF geez. calling Freddie Prince Jr. on live television a Scooby Dooby douchebag. A Scooby Dooby douchebag <laughs> is one of the greatest lines I have ever heard on television. And him just going with it too. It was just, it was just very funny. Like what, what? What did I do? He started um, la- like he was. At, it's funny. In, it was on live television. He was making Freddie Prince Jr. pop right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out Brian Dipperstein, who you can see in the very front row, like on one of the camera shots. And that Peter is Peter Rosenberg's agent. Oh, there you go. <laughs> wow, what a deep cut. Co-host of the Cheap Heat podcast. Oh, okay. All right. Deep, yeah. deep, deep cut. Um, deep, deep cut. Deep cut. Uh, yes. So uh, I'm just going to say uh, Konoski. Uh, Danielson and, and Konoski finally went down after Danielson chased MJF from the ring in a dart. And boy, boy, he's fast. Um. And this one was just like, as fuck, boy. <laughs> this is fuck, boy. Uh, again, another hard hitting match where it was just back and forth, and I, I, I had a feeling that Danielson was going to win this, but, but God, not before uh, uh, Kanosuke just chopped the shit out of him to the point where he, you saw his chest, and he was like trying to like push through, and that one last chop that he had, like, which just crumbled into his knees. He's like, just okay, you got me. Just, let me take a break. Um, I can all like in. I watched that live and I go, uh, like I lost my breath, dude. Like it was hard, 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 hard. Um, followed by lariats and uh, it's a German suplex, um, uh, for, on Danielson, um, towards the end of the match, and then Danielson just tapped him out. Like, he didn't even tap out. He just he just passed out. He stomped on on uh, uh, Kenoshka's head, and he uh, trapped his arms and. He, he was unconscious. That was at the end of the match, which was a great, a good way to, to end that match. Just kind of like do the, the stone He's a baby cold face. He's got to go out. Yeah. The stone cold, like pass out uh, uh, technique. So uh, I, I, I love that match. I, I thought it was just banger the entire time. Um, 
So I, I put that up there with that with best match of the night. I'm looking forward to Juice Robinson on on Rampage. Uh, rock hard, Juice Robinson. Rock yeah. hard. <laughs> That's a hell of a shirt. Uh, Husband of Tony Storm. Ah. Makes sense why he's rock hard all the time. Good for him. Um, <laughs> I, I truly good for him. He's gonna take on Darby Allen on excuse me Rampage. Um, By the way, the yes. wife and ex-wife of those two people. Good, good, God Almighty. Great balls of fire. The wife, Tony Storm. Yeah. Ex-wife. Tony Storm and uh, Gigi Dolan. People forget. It was Arby Allen. Yeah, they were married at one point, I right. believe. They were. Yeah. <sighs> one Priscilla Kelly at some point. God damn. Damn it. Oof. Damn it, Darby. Speaking of oof, I, I want to, uh, we'll get into it, but Scarlet on fucking SmackDown. Wow. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, and speaking of oof, oof, oof. Uh, Britt Baker and Jimmy, Jamie Hayter against uh, Saray and Tony Storm, and uh, only her second match. Saray's second match from returning, as pointed out so many times on Dynamite. Um, it's good that she lost. I like the Sheeta about to turn heel thing. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying that. I I thought that it was a very weird segment to kind of throw that out there last week, where it was you know that Saraya finally picked her her tag team partner and. Um, I bet it's because they were trying to get Mercedes. And trying to get Merce- Mercedes Monet, and that didn't uh, didn't pan out. So I, I, you know what, this is probably the next best thing. It, it was a it was a terrible acting job last week on uh, uh, Hikaru Shida's part, but this week I enjoyed the. Oh my god, I slid I slid the kendo stick in, and the wrong person got it. Uh, even yeah. though, oh no, oh, I'm so no, sorry, so sorry. It's yeah, it's tale as old as time. So we will <laughs> <laughs> look forward to that. He'll Nerd turn. alert. Yeah, we are doing a wrestling podcast. Welcome, guys. Um, let's see what else. <laughs> you keep saying that as if like I'm surprised. Yeah, uh, that keeps being your answer too. <laughs> Listen, dude. There were, yesterday there was a there was a spot where Adam hey, listen, Cole, we're wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling fan, but I ain't a fucking nerd. You are a nerd. There was a spot yesterday where they were uh, showing Adam Cole was was cutting his promo, and there were a row of three people: two guys, one girl. The girl was shorter. They all had glasses, and they all looked like they had just come from Comic Con, and they were just like, "Yes, yes, Adam Cole, yes." Oh my God. Uh, See, that, that's what I don't like, Adam Cole, baby. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yay! He's my guy. I like him so much. Uh, yes, you are affiliated with those people. I just want you. But to I know don't want to be. You've already well, the first time. I I don't know if I told you this story. The first time it's the fraternity we went to the EDS arena. Uh huh. Remember, remember that? I do. The first time I took my cousin, mm-hmm. it was just me. It was just me, you, and him, because the other guys couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> they, Sorry, got, it, it, they got their just desserts for uh, full gear. Anyway, moving moving on. They did. They got. <laughs> yeah, they actually wound up at the better end. They, of that. they, they did. <laughs> but they will never be there for Hook's first ever match, and I was, so I'm okay with that. Okay, even though yeah, right. Anyway, go on. Before we went to now, my cousin had never been to a wrestling show before that. Mm-hmm. Before we went to the show, me and him went to the diner right around there, and we got some food. And there was a bunch of marks sitting at a table, like eight of them at a table in the middle of the diner. And they just start talking and talking and talking. And then they're just, like, rambling on about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And my cousin looks at me, and with a straight face, I tell him, listen, dude, not all wrestling fans are like that. Okay, we're all not, like, completely nerded out. Some of us have a life. I'm one of those people. To which he said. To which he said, fucking nerds. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's my cousin. What do you want me to do? 
<laughs> Those damn nerds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, if you if I can get Ric Flair and uh, um, Penelope Ford at a Comic-Con, at the same Comic-Con, I'll nerd out all day. She's a very attractive in person, by the way. Let me just point that out. I would only go to Comic-Con to see the wrestlers, though, so I'm not a nerd. <laughs> you are associated with said nerd, the nerd I just described. You? you are in the same fraternity. You are no asshole. You. Oh. <laughs> you are in the same fraternity of nerds that like no, wrestling. No, 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 no. All wrestling. We nerds. are in a fraternity. We are in a separate fraternity. I, I don't know how that's a thing. It's possible. It's like we're Sigma and the, no, I'm sorry, we're Alpha and they're Beta. You, you know have what I mean? you have a picture <laughs> on your left hand shoulder of men in tights wrestling in a ring in the 80s and you're telling me i right now, don't know what you're talking about stop covering it <laughs> don't cover i don't the, know what you're talking don't about. cover the truth i don't know what you're talking about by the way mm, mm. oh shit you mm. did say tights i thought you said trunks fuck no they are tights those are not trunks yeah, they're tights those are, those are men tights you could have just said shirtless it would have been more of a point but i do get what you're saying see bulges them bulges uh, nope, nope. To be fair, you can't see any bulge in this picture. <laughs> I want that to be pointed out. There is no bulge. However, I can see the chest of Greg the Hammer Valentine. And you're looking at the ass. And of, what I believe to be the ass what of, I believe to be the dynamite kid's ass. The, <laughs> the ass of dynamite kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Dynamite ass. <laughs> yeah, what an ass. It's dynamite. Uh JS we're uh, on the mic. Uh in their awesome uh in their awesome matching suits. Uh Jake Hager with yes, with the the line of the night. Um after Starks was talking about his um his hat. <laughs> Hager's hat. I just I just love he by the way, he was uh shout out to um to What Culture. They pointed out the most boring wrestlers of twenty twenty two. Jake Hager. And he he made the list of like top ten. Nice. Um, yeah, I figured. Yeah. And uh it's just as far as like he's done nothing. He's had one match in like the last two years apparently. And uh he's coming on third now against uh, against Starks. Uh, we uh we had I had mentioned that that MJF line on Freddie Prince Jr. was the best line of the night, but I want to change that statement to Jake Hager having the best line of the night. For what? I believe what he said was, "I'm gonna wipe your faith off your faith." Yes. <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks kept talking about his speech impediment, and Hager said, "I like this hat." He was talking about his purple hat. I like this hat, and he, like that got a huge pop. Uh, but little Ricky, I wear lots of hats, and one of them says professional MMA fighter. I'm twice your size, and I'm going to take your faith off your faith. Yep. <laughs> and, and everybody paused like, dude, what? <laughs> Is that what you just said? I cannot tell you how loud I laughed <laughs> when I heard that. Take your face off your face. That's a very Michael Jordan. The ceiling is the roof. No, uh, it's no, it's a very Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you till you love me. <laughs> and then... I'm gonna eat your children. Um, let's see here, yeah. and then the main event, which of course it was gonna go to seven seven matches. Of course it was. I mean, that's how wrestling goes. Uh, have we ever had a wrestling uh, best of seven where it went like four? <laughs> it just it was like that a clean sweep. <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense. You can have two amazing teams and have them just go four and out. They almost did. It was what was it three and zero? No, it was no, three one. It was three one, right? It was it was it two, was two zero. It was two one. Right. It was three one. Three one, and then they just came back and won the next three in a row. Oh, wrestling! Um, God, I love it. And basically, what ended up the last match being a uh, a ladder match, um, like a, a no disqualification ladder match. 
and uh, just the the insanity of these it's moves. It's Escalera de la Muerte match, yeah, right? Okay, Get it right. It was a ladder match, and so uh, I, I, the 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 This match here reminded me of uh, when when WWE initiated initially did all these ladder matches, like with the Hardy Boys and and uh, the Dudley yeah, Boys. The introduction to TLC. Uh, pretty much, and uh, this was just like way over the top, and I loved every second of it. Um, but after everything, after all seven matches, you kind of saw this coming. But we do have new trios champions in the elite, and well deserved. But first ever two time AEW <laughs> trios champions. <laughs> that is not by choice, and that first one should not count. I was kind of uh, unceremoniously yanked from their uh, their waist. Um. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so we have new champions. Of that bullshit. That bull. Phil. <laughs> Damn it, Phil and Ace and stupid dogs. Uh, no, so yeah. Hey, 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 hey. The, the stupid dogs should not be involved. Larry did nothing wrong. Okay. Why was he there? Because he was, it's he was his fucking dog. He was, he was involved in the scrum. He, should, he shouldn't have been there. He thought that his his owner needed protecting a little twelve pound fucking dog. Thought he could protect a sure. quote unquote professional MMA fighter, <laughs> former professional MMA fighter. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Lost to Mickey Gall, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> Deep cut. Oh man. Uh, Not so- to take away from Mickey Gall. I want that out there too. Right. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. Amazing fighter. But but also like don't he- get into fighting. He ain't Brock Lesnar. Is he owned too? That's it. That was the they had the two matches and that was it. Yeah, but he is a great mm-hmm. commentator on MMA. I think he's good on the mic. He is, and yeah, you can't you can't take that away from him. He will always be good on the mic. Here's here's a here's a hot take that probably everybody doesn't want to hear, but will ultimately agree with when you think about it. Uh, MJF is only champion because he's on the mic. It's yes. not because of his wrestling skills. <laughs> it's mic work. Could the same CM be Punk, said CM for Punk Rick was Flair? champion? CM Punk was champion because he could get on the mic. Ric Flair was could champion be... because he could get on the mic. He was one That's of the same. He was one of the worst wrestlers of all time. Oh, hey, ho, here's ho, one for ho, you ho, that ho. people aren't gonna like. What's he saying? Oh, yeah, I said it. He's one of the worst wrestlers of all time, and it's it's not disagreeable because also, you know who else was a horrible wrestler but was great on the mic? John Cena. <laughs> there you go. You're just. Are you in my brain right now? Uh, it, it's. I, <laughs> <laughs> We've Did had you this... get Neuralink implanted in me, and you didn't tell me? We've discussed this before. Another uh, terrible wrestler, but but uh, come can, on, come on, can I'm entertain thinking. can entertain in the ring, but was one of the great greatest mic workers of all time, all time. Oh. Where am I? And I no, know I was thinking something else. I love him on. to death. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I definitely wasn't thinking of that guy. The Rock. Just think about it. Think yes, about, I mean it's it's very it's very basic <laughs> as far as his move set, but he will entertain the shit out of you in that ring. Like doing the you know the the you know I was just say five knuckle shuffle. That's not him. Um, the people's elbow. Thank you. That's a move. It's been years. Um, wow. It you just, got five knuckle shuffle. It just, You're I, a horny boy, aren't you? I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So anyway, the story is the only reason MJF is champion is because he's a fucking great on the stick. He's yes. great on the stick. Yes, and that will not change in our future when we have other wrestlers who can be great on the microphone. Um, is it a shame that that pure talent wrestlers can't get there because they can't get on the mic? 
Yeah, you know what it is because the whole point of it is wrestling. At the end of the day, you do promos and you cut all these things on the microphone to wrestle. So we should be able to ultimately get to the, the part where the wrestling outdoes the mic work, but that's never been the case in wrestling. I mean, going back to Bruno San Martino, it's just, that's just not the way it's been. Here could be a hot take. Mm. Is Roman Reigns' moveset impressive? Like, I'm not going to say impressive, but is it the greatest of all time? No, that's what I'm saying. You can do a spear, but here's the punch. funny thing: the first thing that came to my that that came to my head, mm. Roman Reigns is only champion because Paul Heyman's great on the mic, <laughs> which the same could also be said for for Punk. Uh, true. And for Let, no, not Lesnar. Lesnar's a great professional wrestler. He is a great well. He's a great fighter. Brock Lesnar, he's a great wrestler, period. If, End of story. Okay. If, In if, all aspects of wrestling, Brock Lesnar is one of the greatest of all time. He has a suplex. Professional, amateur, and like mixed martial. He can do a suplex, and that's it. He is a college national champion. I'm wrestler. not saying he's he cannot collegiately or Olympic level wrestle. I'm saying professionally, he's very limited. And his 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 best work individually was when he got rid of another mouthpiece and did the mic work on his own, which I'm talking about like yeah, Cowboy now. Brock. Cowboy Brock. When he couldn't talk on the microphone was when he needed uh, uh, Heyman. And that's when he was a great champion because he had someone on the mic. CM Punk was champion with Heyman because he could also be on the mic, just like Reigns. It's the same deal. But that wasn't the case at first. With... When Paul Heyman was first introduced as Roman Reigns' mouthpiece, mm. it was because Roman Reigns kind of needed a mouthpiece. Correct. Right. Roman Reigns eventually found himself. Mm -hmm. Punk was doing the pipe bomb. Well, know, before. Punk, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, Punk didn't need. The only reason Punk needed Heyman was to politic. That's it. He didn't need mm. him as a mouthpiece. He needed to politic backstage. Mm. Roman need, needed both. And right. he doesn't really need. You really just have Heyman for facial expressions. No. This is my favorite. This is my this is my favorite one of all time. When he goes into his phone and he goes, "Call Shmuley." That was <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah, that was great. He's his this this thing with with uh, Sami Zayn is is coming. Unfortunately, seems to ahead here, but uh, we we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, actually, let's talk about it right now. Um, SmackDown, SmackDown, sure, sure. Smack a, a the downer. Um, started off with the bloodline coming in and wrecking havoc as they've been doing uh, the last two weeks until stop gimmick infringement on the fucking Nexus, bro. Come on, <laughs> get something original until the uh, tribal chiefs music hit and he comes out and, and he's basically going on about uh, not, not talking about one, wanted to talk about 2023, but wanted to talk about 2022 and the last match they had and that it wasn't his fault, but it was Sami Zayn's fault. And uh, I mean, he went off on him. He went off. He went off on Sami Zayn, and uh, to the point where they, the when they went backstage, everybody's ignoring him. And Paul Heyman saying, "I'm sorry, sorry, Shmuley. <laughs> I'm really sorry." Not now, Shmuley. No, 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 no. Those those segments that two of them have, by the way, have had by the way in the last couple of weeks have been very funny. One of my favorite will still be, how was your Hanukkah? About as good as your Ramadan. <laughs> that was, I can't get enough of that one. Um, uh, Santos Escobar getting a push here, defeating uh, Kofi Kingston in a 
Royal Rumble setup match where it, WWE doing WWE things. You can't hate them on it. You know, you gotta you gotta introduce something where you're explaining what's about to come in the uh, next pay per view. Sorry, premium live event. And, I'm okay um, with that. If I'm being honest, listen. If you want, either go full blown with it yeah. or do like the 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 bingo pick. Like you know what I mean. Just put all the names in the thing. You just gotta pick out of the out of the out of the the little cylinder. You should have done that. Like when when Eddie Guerrero stole uh uh Ric Flair's number right out of his pocket right. and his wallet and his wallet <laughs> and his wallet. They should really have. Can we, can we? Is it possible when the Saudis buy WWE? Can I just make one request? Oh man. <laughs> um, can we just have a, a, like a legit Royal Rumble where, like, for one year, you nobody knows what number they're coming out. Like, it's not like you can still have like Lesnar. You can have Goldberg. I, I don't give a shit. You imagine if you, Goldberg picks like number two, that'd be awesome. Um, you, yeah, you just he gets eliminated by number four. <laughs> it's like it's like um, what they did on the, <laughs> number four being Brock Lesnar. Number four. <laughs> what what a ch- what's the chance of that? Um, when they used to do uh, uh, cyber. Um, what the hell was it Cyber called? Sunday. Cyber Sunday. And it was just like, you, you voted on the spot, and that's when you have like, you know, uh, some famous wrestler fighting Shelton Benjamin for the title. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, title on a pole match. Yeah. <laughs> some insanity like that. Do Roy Rumble, but at really live. Like, absolutely nobody has a clue. They're all sitting uh, near the gorilla position uh, in the in the catering room, and you see. No, you have to have a camera in the locker room, that's, but that, and that's where the draw takes place. But that's all. That's what I'm saying. So you have like the room where, the, in like in the Attitude Era, they would all just be in that one like cafeteria room when when Vince was making speeches or whatever, and they were all like, or they were doing the drafts, and the draft would be like, there's there's Undertaker over here, and there's Devon sitting over there, and you know they're all in the same room. Do that. Have the big big bin count. You know, instead of a 10 second countdown, do a 20 second countdown. Count from 20 to 10. At 10, you spin it. At five, you pick a name. And then it's called, and then you go out at, at zero. And just keep it moving like that. And I think people would be, like, really more intrigued because if if, if they're going to continue doing this Royal Rumble thing and it's Triple H now, hopefully, knock on wood until, you know, next month, at least he could pull this thing off where it, it – I'm not saying to do that idea. But but do something that's more interesting because last year absolutely sucks. And it was but very, that idea very also wouldn't completely eliminate uh, uh, surprises. Because you could, it, let's say you do, let's say they do the rumble the way you just uh, uh, elaborated on. But you could have the, good, good. If you do a surprise, you could have the name in that. You would have to have names in the, in the, in the spiral. But you, yeah, but you could still have, that's why they do camera work, bro. You could do like, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. You could just the main cut room this way suit, and then have the, the, you, the surprises over. Unlike, well, I can't have all the surprises in one. It's one spot that would ruin everybody. Um, no, you just have reactions from you have. You don't see the name at first. You just have a reaction from the guy. And then it just cuts to what you call it. Yes. Like, who could that have been? Right. And then, boom, John Cena comes out of number 30. <laughs> right. Or number 12. <laughs> or number 12. <laughs> He's just randomly coming in. That would, that would kill some of the wrestlers because they you know, obviously can't last in matches anyway uh, we, i digress um i do agree with you though as far as like having these matches where it kind of accentuates an aspect of what's about to come up uh carrying cross and scarlet was uh, i mean the whole match was really just for scarlet um to have her debut yeah but her and her nipple pasties lord yeah, kind of showing up there uh but showing up boy they were playing peekaboo all yeah, match playing peek- <laughs> what a match um first of <laughs> all I didn't pay attention. Mad- <laughs> something happened uh madcap moss and emma oof. 
I, I feel terrible. I really, I really do for them, especially Emma. <laughs> she just returned. Uh, and they try to push Madcap. And there's, there, we go back to this. There's only so much you can do. And this is how I, you know for a fact that mic work will, will always, will always supersede wrestling work. It's because mm-hmm. of someone like Madcap Moss. He's Agreed. A, he's he a, he's could a great be wrestler. One of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. To never get anywhere. But he can't speak. <laughs> I mean, he can speak, but he just he can't cut a promo. Can't cut a promo. You can't cut a promo in the pro wrestling business. You just, bro, listen, the way Pat McAfee is on a mic, he could be WWE champion one day. I'm telling you. Think about that realistically. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what's crazy. Absolutely. Um, Charlotte Flair. Yeah, and then he'll just see it, the thing that will come out of his mouth would be let's say he's. Did you just say Charlotte Flair? Is that why Charlotte, North Carolina is in my head? It might be. I just I was going to segue to the next match, but yeah, good. Okay. Well, Charlotte was in my head. So let's mm. say they're in Charlotte, North Carolina. He'll have his old acknowledge me thing, but it would be Charlotte, I'm inside of you. It would be something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that would take off. Where's the shirts? I need, <laughs> I need a shirt. I'm inside of you. And then on the back would be his name. <laughs> why is pat mcafee inside of you no 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 no, 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 no. no. he's not no it just says it just says i'm inside of you i'm inside of here yeah. now <laughs> i'm inside okay of you, pat mcafee uh and then so, they walk away going god that was a fucking nerd what a weird <laughs> what a weird nerd wrestling charlotte flair uh taking on sonya deville in a uh smackdown women's championship um uh match um you say I think at some point, if it wasn't for Charlotte Flair, somebody, and she can talk on the mic too, um, Sonya Deville should have something. Tag, give her a, a spot with the belts. Pull, pull a Liv Morgan. I don't care. But Sonya Deville is very underrated. And her and Mandy should have been tag champs. Well, in all hindsight, now, but and they could have been. But as a solo now, I mean, Charlotte Flair can't can't do anything with with that now. But. If if down the line they pulled something off where it was like she did some dashly deed and surprised everybody and won the belt, I would not be surprised. Because if Liv Morgan can get the belt, Sonya Deville can definitely get the belt. That, that's that's all I will say about that. Modern day four horsewomen, although I guess just new age four horsewomen. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Rhonda and Shayna, just like the OGs. Sure. You put Sonya in there. Mm-hmm. Then there's a tot. No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Rhonda and Shayna as the OGs. Sonya, I could do without. But the last two, you put Nikita Lyons and Valerie Lareda. Wow. Just an entire MMA stable. Nikita Lyons, by the way, is five seconds away from having her own banned from WWE because of OnlyFans. No, she doesn't have that. uh, She's, I mean, she might as well. Some of the things that she's posted is just like... Hey, listen. Right, listen. I'm not what mad. What do? Women want to show off what they got. Okay. All right. If I, it, dude, if I could, I would show off what you got. Yeah. No good for you. But nobody would want that. I was going to say, I don't know if anybody would want to see that. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. <laughs> um, uh, Ricochet against Top Dollar. Who, by the way, um, if you watched Monday Night Raw and Angelo Dawkins, I know he's not as big as Top Dollar, but when you have two big guys that uh, attempt the same move, and one of them is, you can just tell, um, with the top the top rope uh, uh, splash <laughs> to the outside, um, 
I just find it ironic that uh, he, he Angelo Dawkins not only did it, but did it with ease and landed on his feet. He pulled like a ricochet with that move, and Top Dollar just can't literally get over the top rope. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, Angelo Dawkins is working with freaking Montez Ford, who is like the greatest at it right now. Mm. Top Dollar is working with Ashanti the Adonis. I was going to say, you couldn't get and Granted, to... he could be pretty good, but I don't know. I don't know. Would, would, um, would Hit Row be bigger if uh, their their main man was still the lead of it? Probably. Because hmm. they would have been having banger matches with freaking Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. Which, by the way, hmm. I just want to point this out. Hmm. Apparently, Michael Cole made a mention of this during the Sheamus and Drew match. And it's on the tip of my tongue, and I don't want to forget it. Okay. Sheamus wants t- his tag team with Drew McIntyre to be called the banger bros the banger bros yep that made me smile so much that was so fucking hilarious what what are they gonna do next they're gonna have a bus the banger bros bus (laughs) (laughs) come on man they really should if they had the the brawling brutes come out of a bus and it was just like there but it was their faces and it was just the the innuendo of them coming out of a a banger bus if they ride together in their own bus it's terrible but you remember a couple weeks ago uh i think it was hit row who were on a party bus with yeah or they were on uh uh the street profits party bus right and they were doing all sorts of stuff so the banger bros could have a bus who knows (laughs) i think it's hysterical um ricochet taking down top dollar and this is what was needed for this group because ricochet uh won uh, they're qualified. They're for a rumble qualifying match, even though you know, other wrestlers can just declare that they are in the match. It's very, I found that very funny. Uh, they would do it every year. Um, and then they turned on Ricochet, and they are now heel, which I feel like it had to be done for this group because it was the, the, the hit row was going absolutely nowhere, and it's a shame too because they're all really good, other than you know doing dives off the, uh, over the top rope. But uh, I mean, in, in <laughs> Should they have stayed in NXT? I feel like they were maybe brought up too soon. Or if they weren't brought up too soon, they, if they had stayed along the course of not being fired immediately the day after they were initially brought up by McMahon, possibly been in a better position than they are now? Or would it have just I, been the, the same thing? The catch-22 with that is that I feel like if they had waited until... Because I believe NXT is going back on the road soon. Yes, they are. Like they have house, they have house shows now, but I think they're going back on the road for live shows. Mm-hmm. I could be mistaken with that, but I remember reading that somewhere. I think what they should have done was hold out on Hit Row until it went to live events in NXT. E- even if 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 Swerve left, and you just have these the founding three members. You have them still in NXT at first, mm. and wait until NXT goes back on the road. You see how and it you see how Hit Row in that entrance works in an arena before, and you have and you tweak it that way before you bring it back up to the main roster. The problem with that is I feel like it would have felt stale because it would have been the same Hit Row more or less as the one that was there before. Right. If they had waited all this to like, if Hit Row was still in NXT this whole time, I don't know if it would have felt as fresh by the time they did go on the road and then did go to the main roster eventually. Right, right. 
feel like you just gotta have to rip the band-aid at that point and be like, right, you guys are up here now. I, I just feel like this is gonna be like another failed experiment, which I mean it's you gotta take you gotta throw them all against the wall, see what sticks, but it's it's a they're thing. over. Who's over? Hit, Hit row. row. Am I it? In my eyes. Really? With like the crowd, people are into it. I feel like they're just like there's nothing behind them. Um I anyway. could be mistaken. Anyway, um, and then your main event. Was I the- am watching it at work, so I'm a little. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just feel like like they they were way more over, um, and then this whole thing with with that that botch kind of. Uh, I, I know that it's it's good to kind of put the spotlight on it and not ignore it, um, because people because fans aren't stupid, but um, I, I don't. know. I just feel like they're not really going anywhere. Uh, your main event with Usos and uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, the Banger Bros. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, man we are children uh, we really are <laughs> we really are um who are the usos uh, the usos got this win jimmy and jay they are the sons of rikishi and the cousins of roman reigns <laughs> if you didn't know I, now you know that's not what the, the, my sentence was ending but thank you very much see, see what i did there i got you cool. um thank you who <laughs> i was gonna say I'm, I'm i'm future casting here uh who and where are they gonna drop this but these belts to Here's, uh, I'm glad I remembered this from, I meant to say it earlier and I forgot. Sure. Here's someone who, if, excuse me, if they do it correctly and the fans get behind them, it would work. Hey, bro. No, we (laughs) did mention it earlier. Mm -hmm. Oh, we mentioned the group. Three letters. FTR. (laughs) DIY. DIY. Okay. (laughs) By the way, FTR also another option. Oh. The revi- if the revival come back, it would be them. But I feel like if you get a natural DIY reunion mm-hmm. and you have them build up their repertoire, I guess their status, I feel like they could they could dethrone the Usos. Okay, and it would be one of the biggest things ever. Especially if you have the Usos real, real heel. Because DIY is going to be super babyface. Yeah. But that's another situation where they there aren't they aren't made here yet. Like DIY is not a name in, in the in the upper card. They're 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 not. In- that's why I say you would have to do it correctly. You would have to have, let's say, Champa. I mentioned it earlier. Gargano gets beaten down by whoever Champa comes out, makes a save. Uh, that whole time, what are they on Raw? I think. Yep. So that whole time, Cole is, or Graves is talking about um, how DIY was this big, the biggest thing ever. And then they come out the next week and they cut a promo. Right before the promo, they show a little package during a commercial break <laughs> about how DIY made this whole thing. I got it all. A little package. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what you took out of that. I went on one of the most elaborate fucking I... fantasy bookings I ever did, and you go, "Ha!" You said little package. He said little package. That's all I got from that. Um, I, 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 I agree with you. If they do it right, that's fine. But they're gonna have to throw back to they were this is DIY and they were you know big in NXT, just like they're doing with um with Bronson Reed. Like you don't know him from anywhere else other than NXT. So every promo they show is from NXT. Yeah, the other option, which is a shame because he's he was really over in NXT, and now fans are like, you "Gotta start over, dude!" Like it's, I, I there's really no. I, my my point being is that I feel like there's no 
it works. Like when you have someone like uh, Bianca Belair, True Profits, it, it does work. But for the most part, it's it's hard to have somebody like a Bronson Reed, like Hit Row, come up, and if you don't know them, to push them unless they are good on a mic or they are good in the ring. And if you don't have that aspect of it, it it's, you know, Bronson Reed will, will right now, here, here's a good point. Right now, Mia Yim comes out, there's zero pop. There's not not that people don't know who she is by now because but she did get a decent pop when she came out the first time the first time but she had no pop when she was uh, fighting uh 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 Bailey this 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 past week nothing it's Bailey Bay that's that's where it's diff like that's where it's difficult because you have Bailey who is being pushed as this fucking uber uber heel with her dastardly freaking henchman and you still have people in the crowd that are just like, I came here to see Bailey. I guess it's weird. Mean, Bailey's another situation. I do have one other option scared about. for who could take the uh, titles off of the Usos. Mm -hmm. A recently kicked out of the bloodline Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Which is, I feel like, kind of where this is all pushing to. Or at least it felt that way at first when, with Jimmy kind of being on the fence about Sammy. I just feel but like now everybody's in and all that. I feel like the timing with um, with this whole thing with Sammy um, and the dissension happening here, especially during this match with the Yosos, which I, I the match was great. Um, it, the aspect of the match was was Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns backstage, and I think people wanted you to focus on like Triple H wanted you to focus on that, knowing that that, that was there. The match was happening, but the the telling of Triple H has an amazing style of of telling something going on while something else is going on. So there's which also you kind of plays into um, funny enough. Uh, uh, speaking of Johnny Gargano, uh, his wife. Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. And, and the, the promo that she cut with uh, Kathy Kelly while old Crazy Cross was <laughs> standing in the back uh, trying to, you know, peering. I, I do like that aspect. So the whole, this whole segment that happened with them backstage, Zayn and Heyman and Reigns, <laughs> it, it starts off with him being invited to watch backstage, cutting to Zayn has a bucket of popcorn. In his hand, while Reigns is like, "No, absolutely not," and then Heyman takes one, and then cutting to the next, the next segment where um, Wade Barrett is saying Reigns doesn't eat popcorn, and it cuts to all three of them now have a bucket of popcorn, and they're all eating. <laughs> just to the final shot, to the final shot, I might say the money shot, the money shot where he, he just is just ejaculating <laughs> popcorn all over everybody. He, he he basically humped the popcorn bucket to emptiness. Is what yeah. he just shook it at his crotch. It was very weird looking. Um, and Rain's, popcorn came all over the place. But <laughs> Rain, Rain's definitely got a, a kick out of it. Um, I, I just I think it's the bloodline is still the best thing in in wrestling Com coming from 2022 into 2023. Um, up until WrestleMania, when this inevitably, what I'm calling, which I called before, and I'm sure everybody else and their mother has, um, we could somehow split this, these belts off and get Zane to have a belt, um, from from Reigns. If we can get Cody to win the Rumble. And then Zayn wins Elimination Chamber. Well, if you notice on Raw, they had the they announced or Adam Pierce announced that there was going to be the tag team turmoil match mm -hmm. was for the number one contender for the Usos Raw Tag Team Championship. Yes. So they're going to split up those championships. Eventually. They have to. 
Yeah, can't they have this, to. Can't, can't keep doing this, uh, you know, un- unified thing anymore. Hell, put it all on the fucking judgment day. Why don't you? Let's do that. Give Have Finn win the, the WWE championship. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Have Finn win the Universal Championship from Roman Reigns. Mm. Have it go back to the freaking old red strap. Mm. Have Cody win the WWE Championship from Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Mm. That's later on down the line. Mm. Rhea Ripley wins the the Women's Championship from from Bianca, and then fucking Damon, Orale Dom and uh, <laughs> uh, and Mommy and, and Damian. Priest yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. as tag champions. There you go. You got a whole like uh, UE thing going on. Yo, actually, fuck it. Finn is the as universal champion. The the Dominic and and Damian at that's going to be tough to say. Dominic and Damian as uh, as Raw tag team champions, and I'll throw you one better. Hmm. Rhea Ripley as United States champion. <laughs> Book it. Book it. <laughs> Book it. There you go. Here's a hot take the, that I think China. will come true by the end of 2023. What's by that? the end of this year, mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley will be in possession of a men's title. You think so? I could see I could see them pulling the China trigger. That was weird. Uh, I can see them I can see them doing that with Rhea Ripley. Okay. I think she has that type of force. I think she has that type of build, that look. I think she's going to win a men's championship by the end of the year. Okay. Maybe even be in the men's Royal Rumble. Who knows? Mark it down. Mark it down. Jan- uh, January 12th, but 2023. Shouldn't she just win the, the freaking Royal Rumble? I didn't get that. Could you try again? <laughs> Shut that up. I did not even fucking press anything. That, that was bitch. scary. Um, what if she just win the Women's Royal Rumble and then just win the whole thing at uh, at Mania? Wouldn't that just be the look? I mean, to, yeah, that would make sense to do it because who's going to win the Women's Royal Rumble at this point? Uh, pff, right, Alexa. Do I want to keep the Alexa Bray thing away from the title? If I'm being honest, mm. yes. Although at some point that that has to come into play. I'm saying now. Yeah. I'm just saying well, down down the line. Down the line. And speaking of a uh, Bray, um, since he is a SmackDown guy, we we'll talk about it really quick. Um, he has gone on uh, social media to basically say that he has fans who are afraid that with everything happening, that he's going to be out the door again. Um, not worried. Okay. All right. Not worried. The man himself is unless worried. he gets bought by the Saudi Arabians again. Uh, I mean, if, again, not again, but if if it does actually get bought by them. Hmm. Which uh, I do want to bring up. We need to talk about this. Let, okay, Let, let's. Yeah, absolutely. So SmackDown was done. Um, uh, really quick with uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, just my points that I, I enjoyed here. So, bah, 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 get to my list here. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the opening segment with uh, Kevin Owens and Ke- Baron Corbin. Uh, I do. I, I for some reason I, I'm not sure where they're going with Baron Corbin. He's now now a jobber more so than he was before with JBL. But I did appreciate the fact that Kevin Owens was just leaning on the the turnbuckle while Corbin was talking. I thought that was very funny. Um, Kevin Owens wins. Uh, Bloodline comes in tr- to uh, to decimate Kevin Owens. It did not work, which played well into now Kevin Owens fighting Reigns at Royal Rumble. You had to have him take out Bloodline so he looks uh, dominant enough to be able to face someone as like Reigns. 
Uh, Alexa Bliss appearing out of nowhere, just on top of the announce table, talking about her, her bad intentions. And then uh, if we had a Raw debut of uh, Bo Dallas, I mean, Uncle Howdy. What? I'm sorry. I didn't say anything. Um, what did you say? I, what? I, my microphone's not working. Uh, still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Bailey defeating uh, Meechin. Again, no pop whatsoever. And Bailey with damage control is still no clue what's happening with that. Um, Austin Terry on the microphone. Seth Freakin' Rollins swerving everybody uh, on his crutches, even though he still does need a crutch <laughs> um, because his foot, his knee was actually hurt. Um, and then Bobby Lashley making his return after a couple weeks and looking jacked. Good God. That boy's, when does he not? That boy's big. Though. He looked look bigger than, than before. Um, I don't know. He's just jacked. Uh, and so it's Bobby Lashley. And then him also, the the, the seeds of uh, her business and that, that whole thing. Um, with, That's awesome. With MVP in the back, which I kind of didn't like the fact that they had. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, Rhea Ripley against Candice LeRae. And Candice LeRae just getting absolutely destroyed. And Rhea Ripley just looking oof. Um, Soul Sokoa defeating Dolph Ziggler. And then we had my favorite segment of the night, which was uh, Ms. TV. And the the segments with, with Dominic Mysterio have been some of the best in the last couple of weeks. And I will tell you why. Because he has played into this this character of the most dangerous man. <laughs> and the the evolution of this whole thing has just been very funny to me. And Miz, pointing out, was. Miz pointing out that the fact that he's, he was in prison for <laughs> only a couple hours before he was released... Uh, the whole thing was just very funny, and you saw that coming too. Just as far as like prison changes a man, and we're in there for like two hours, like cut it out. It was just very funny. To be fair, to be fair, on Dominic's point, he was in county jail, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've heard from sources that county prison way way tougher than federal time. So- Okay, so, so I'm saying, so as long as you're there, he had, three he, hours, he, he made it out. That's a good thing, right? You know, but I uh, just real quick, the first thing that popped in my head when I saw the first shot of Dominic with the with the white plaid and the top button was that song "Think uh, Think Like a Cholo" or <laughs> something like a cholo, uh, front to back, side <laughs> to side, like it was fucking great. <laughs> and the hood on his face and. Uh... The teardrop. <laughs> the teardrop. So, so not only did he spend seven hours in in county jail, but he also killed a man in those seven hours yes. and got a tattoo all from that. All from that. <laughs> all from nice. that. Yeah, he uh, talked someone uh, uh, menacingly off, off the top bunk. Um, we good here? Uh, the whole thing was just very funny. And then listen. he needs to wrestle in something different if he's going to look tough. You can't be wrestling in full tights and a fucking like he can't be wrestling in that gimmick. Well, what what else are you gonna do? Well, you you could have like the you put tights. Yeah, tights. But he had the whole shirt gimmick too. Yeah, he had the shirt with the tights. The judgment says tights. Nah, dude. Okay. Take the shirt off. Take the. It's shirt. weird to say, but take the shirt off. I think you should match the top the shirt. I think his his trunks or his tights should be like plaid, it's like white and black plaid, and just do the. I'd whole, be okay with that. Just just go full in. Like you're gonna sell the no, whole, no, no, no. Sell the whole one better. Remember how JTG used to come out? Yeah. One leg rolled up. Right there, you go. Perfect. On his gear, one go. leg's a short, like Ruby Soho. One leg's a short, one leg's full blown. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio is the best thing about Judgment Day right now. It's insane. We never thought we'd say that in 2023. Uh, and then, listen, if you're going to be Triple H and you have another hour to kill, let's just have a tag team turmoil and spend the next 
an hour trying to figure this out, which I'm not mad at. Do it, bring it up. Uh, Judgment Day defeating OC, Judgment Day defeating, which is, this is the, the part. If you're going to have Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin in this, at some point they're going to have to win because they're looking horrendous and you want to have some sort of excitement with, with uh, her business reuniting and you're feeling so but good. They don't have to win now because the hurt business is not reunited. They are not a full but front. To, Once you, they are a full front, no, like you, the Usos have and, them, and the no, bloodline. No, no, no. no, I disagree. You have, I have win at something before you, you, reunite them it's like you're weak you're weak you're weak now we're reunited and now we're strong it makes no sense you gotta like have some sort of excitement build go build up towards this this that is the basis no. of the judgment day um prove me wrong the basis of judgment day you're saying that damien priest was was losing losing till he joined them yes hey, finn gosh. yes dom yes Rhea. yes hmm <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah you're like i don't uh, know no. that's not my theory no. i can't sign off on that uh, i don't like it, I don't like it. Uh, maybe you're maybe right now. i don't like it but, uh, nah next but maybe you're right uh judgment, <laughs> judgment day defeating cedric you guessing <laughs> um, and then judgment day defeating alpha academy which i i did like the end of that one where uh finn just basically grabbed chad and he he hugged him to death and so uh did the Vader bomb, uh, Otis did, onto both of them. And uh, uh, he gets the win uh, there. And then Judgment Day taking on the, the in the finals, the Street Profits. But then uh, Finn Balor and his ribs were so injured that he had to have Dominic come in. And he was so ill-prepared. It was, again, very funny. Um, shout out to him also with the the line of, of the year so far being taken away in the cop car. Um, they, they can't take me. Uh, yes, don't don't let them take me. Them. I won't make it. I won't, in make jail. It. I won't make it in jail. I won't make it. He tried so hard. If you look but, at that closely, he tried so hard to not crack right I, I, there. I won't make it. I won't make it. <laughs> make it. He's um, like, call Finn and Priest. You got to bail me out. He's like, mommy, don't let them take me. Mommy, I, 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 I won't make it in jail. <laughs> it's just very funny. Uh, yeah, this is the match with uh with Angel Dawkins doing a uh, big boy doing big things doing hopping over the uh the top rope and splashing onto Priest and and. Uh, Dominic and it's out on and his if feet. You don't know now, you know. Landing on his oh, feet no, right in front thing. of the table, and uh, that was the craziest thing about all of it is that if he had even messed up in the slightest, he would have been over the table. His head was going into the corner of that table. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that boy yeah, good. People call wrestling fake. <laughs> that boy good. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so. Uh, as as uh, Simon from What Culture says, uh, he, he uh, Dominic won with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up <laughs> to Angela Dawkins, and yep. we have uh, we have the winner. So yeah, uh, Judgment Day about to take on Usos. Uh, I'm all all for that. I don't see them winning it, but I'm all for it. Um, and that was raw. Now who knows? It could it could win it. It could. Usos are still champion at that point. This is, <laughs> this is true. That rain keeps going. Um, let's see here. Uh, before we get into the main crux of this entire episode, which you've waited an hour and 11 minutes to get into, um, a, I, this was one article about AEW breaking re- company records with Dynamite this past week. Uh, while speaking to Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that AEW set the record for Wednesday's live Dynamite. The company marked their biggest walk-up ticket sales number in history. It was noted that it was a good indication of how things are turning around for the pro wrestling business. Um, some upcoming AEW events 
don't have the best pre-sales going on for tickets right now, but fans certainly turned out in LA. Um, AEW's going to hammer California thing, in a it's 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 not in in pre-sales in the long run. That's not a good thing in pre-sales. So, I mean, listen, I guess they're looking for positive things all the way. Uh, AEW's going to hammer California in a big way, <laughs> kind of in the next couple months. Uh, they have Revolution in San Francisco, March fifth, at the Chase Center. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> After Wednesday's AEW show, where they reportedly drew a legit seven hundred thousand dollar gate, Tony Khan and company had a good feeling for the rest of twenty twenty three. So there's that. Um, let's let's talk. They had the Kia Forum, and they only made seven hundred grand from that. How many does the forum hold? That's got to be fifteen twenty, right? My point being is that they pulled a million, over a million from fucking seventeen five. Uh, Arthur Ashe. 175. 175? Yep. Yeah, dude. I don't know. That's like MSG numbers. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what I mean? It is MSG. If AEW, but um, my point being is that if AEW did MSG, I feel like that would be sold out. Right. I don't know. AEW seems like they uh, haven't really gotten the whole West Coast market down. <laughs> Well, Although I am really excited to see the dynamite around Revolution because that takes place from the Cow Palace, mm. or they're going they're going back to the Cow Palace really soon, and I wanna I wanna see I've never seen a show from the Cow Palace, mm. and I'm really excited to because I recently found out, as you all know, my dad grew up in San Francisco, mm. and I recently found out that he has in fact been to the San Francisco Cow Palace before. To watch a number of rodeos. <laughs> so That's not where I thought you were going with that, but okay, sure. No, it's not a lot. It's not where a lot of people think I'm going with that. But that's <laughs> funny that I just realized that I'm wearing a San Francisco 49er hat and a Texas Longhorn shirt. Texas shirt. <laughs> Texas was the best. It was the best story for me to tell in this attire. Uh, let's let's talk of uh, of things here happening, and and childhoods possibly being destroyed. Um, I yes, go ahead. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. McMahon. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean that he, when he comes back to the WWE? That things are about to shake up? They are. And that being in the form of a sale of the company. Mm. Now, I don't know if you have a list. Uh, I should have I should have remembered to tell you to bring this up. I don't know if you have a list of the potential buyers for the sale of said company um, i can look that but off the top off the top of my head these are the the few that i remember one of them stood out well can we, in droves to can, me can we talk okay i'm sorry can we let's let's backtrack i want to talk about that first i would not i want to Go. talk about that i want to talk about that first though i would like to talk about the return of vince that led to this part so we had okay. we had a return and a resignation happen all in span of three or four days Yes. That. Yes. So, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon has been put back as voted back into the board of directors as WWE CEO. Um, this then had a chain reaction effect where they lost two board members, a one Ignis Lahoud and Manjeet Singh had resigned from their positions on the board after the announcement of McMahon's return to the company. Uh, and then they added a Michelle Wilson and George Barrios to the board. I'm just putting out names. 
Uh, in a recent SEC filing, the official reasoning behind Lahoud and Singh's resignations was revealed. In the filing, it was noted that although Lahoud and Singh agreed with the decision of the board to explore strategic alternatives for the company, they did not agree with McMahon's return. McMahon was officially elected as executive chairman of the board three days after their exit. So there's that. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. Bah, 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 bah. McMahon's return to WWE sent shockwaves to the company. Aside from the board resignations, Stephanie McMahon has now resigned from her position as co-CEO, leaving Nick Khan as a sole CEO of WWE. Um, there was also a, a lawsuit filed against McMahon by a WWE shareholder claiming that McMahon is acting against this. This, by the way, I know Rob's listening. Um, and his wife has shares in the company. So, <gasps> oh no. So he's like, he's like, well, can't we sue if we didn't have a vote on, <laughs> on this? I was like, I don't know how that works. I'm not a lawyer, but I will point out this, this paragraph in this particular story on Tuesday of this week, WWE shareholder named Seth Fellows filed a lawsuit against McMahon in Delaware Chancery Court, claiming that McMahon is acting against the best interests of WWE shareholders. The case centers around McMahon's threats to use his voting control to jam up any potential media rights deals unless he was reinstated to the board. Uh, Fellows is seeking the case to be declared as a class action, meaning that other people may jump right in, Rob. Um... McMahon stepped away from the company in July in the wake of reports of uh, WWE looking to uh, squelch uh, reports of hush money for sexual misconduct against him. Where was um, that lawsuit filed? I'd have to look that up. Oh, no, I thought you had said it before and I missed it. That's on me. Oh, the, the previous uh, lawsuit was in uh, Delaware. The, 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 um, the Delaware uh, Chancery Court that's good. by Seth Fellows. Neutral site. That's good. Um, you don't want it to be in Connecticut because... It's not going to go well for he was people not named McMahon. McMahon, right. Um, he was looking to stay retired until reports in December stated that McMahon was having second thoughts about retiring. Tom Brady. Um, oh, we can't compare Vince McMahon to Tom Brady. Uh, Come on, don't do that. All right, sure, fine. Such disrespect to Vince McMahon. <laughs> I do have a list of the potential uh, buyers whenever you're ready. Uh, yes. Um, so, and then Stephanie McMahon announcing her retirement. She said uh, in her tweet... Um, dear WWE employees, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and within a few weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the, on the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world, working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I have known in my co-CEO, Nick Khan. Our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. Oof. Um, that hurts. Yeah, then now forever together. Stephanie Kennedy McMahon, Sunder Middle name. Yeah, that's that makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, this is a whole. Uh, she finishes off crazy sorry. scenario that's going on. She right finishes now. off the, the tweet by saying, "WWE's the success is the success that it is because of your hard work, 
you are the unsung heroes, no matter your position, your work contributes to our mission and makes a difference in people's lives. Thank you for your faith and trust. It has been an honor to work alongside of you then now together forever, forever together. Stephanie. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. LA Knight's going to get in my head. <laughs> LA Knight. Um, okay. I talked about the board members leaving company being sold now that McMahon is in charge again. Go on. So here's a couple, here's two that make sense. Mm -hmm. The first one being Comcast. Comcast owns NBC Universal, mm. in which, which means they also own Peacock. So they already have deals in place with the WWE, two billion dollar deals, actually. Okay. So uh, that's a possibility. And uh, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if everything is just on Peacock. I would be perfectly okay with that. Right. The next one, which is still likely because they also have a billion dollar deal in place with the WWE already. And that's Fox. Mm -hmm. Fox could feasibly buy it out and get more into their uh, sports entertainment business. Uh, Disney was also one of the, uh, one of the names on there. And Dis let's be honest, Disney just, Disney has any type of fucking money they want. They can buy whatever. Sure. They could buy the world if they want. Uh, I'll get to that one in a second. Mm -hmm. Netflix and Amazon, both reasonable. Amazon, especially because they want, like, with Thursday Night Football and all that shit, they want to get into more sports-centered fields. Mm -hmm. uh, Liberty Media, which, if you don't know, owns, uh, like, Sirius XM and, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, that was another one brought up in conversation. And the last two are the one that really speak out to me. The first one being the Endeavor Group. Do you know what the Endeavor Group is? I do not. That is the parent company of the UFC. Hmm. So they already have something in place. The good thing about the Endeavor Group is that when they bought uh, UFC, they made sure that Dana White was still the one in charge. Right. So maybe if the Endeavor group decides to buy the WWE, they hopefully see what Triple H is doing and they go, we need a Dana White type for, you know, maybe without hitting his wife for it. Just give gave her a pedigree once or twice. That's about it. Which I love that uh, we needed. <laughs> by the way, USA uh, postponed the the slap fight, uh, uh, his, his show for a week. Big whoop. By the way, great promo. It is a great problem. I don't care what you say. Great problem. Dude, I'm watching the show. I'm just saying it was, you know, he, he could be an asshole by smacking around his wife, but I love that the fact that he just, we're going to hold off on, on two weeks. Uh, hopefully everybody forgets that and then come on back and yes, it's fine. Everybody's going to forget it because there was a, uh, a, a company wide memo across ESPN going, we're not going to talk about, we're this. not talking about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about that this. shows you how much power Dana White holds nowadays. <sighs> Unreal. Okay. There's one more name on this list that, really shook my gears hmm. okay no that is sons of warner brothers discovery sons of slam imagine Ooh, but we just became a billion dollar enterprise <laughs> overnight somehow uh wait who warner brothers discovery oh warner brothers discovery oh god no nope nope uh, on a as a as a nerd as a proud nerd on a nerd podcast i will say that wb has has had if in the last 10 years if not more a horrible track record with purchasing and developing uh, 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 intellectual properties 
that would benefit them and make it better. And that is n- not a good sign for WWE. Skip, next, go. Do you know what Warner Brothers Discovery is already in the business of? Uh, screwing up DC products? Pro wrestling. How so? Is Warner Brothers Discovery not the parent company of AEW? Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, imagine that. Imagine they, what, they, they own both? <laughs> they own- yeah. Or Tony and Shad Khan would be like, oh, we want four bill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, they could they buy it. Absolutely. Warner Brothers Discovery is a, is on the list. And then also the Saudi holdings group or whatever. <laughs> you, you, we, pass, we don't you, <laughs> you pass that up as if it's like nothing. Um, I, I told Stephanie, I, I will say that I repeated this joke yesterday. Uh, I've already gone on to uh, WWEshop.com and I've purchased my my new at 20% off uh, WSF shirt. World, World Saudi Federation. Oh. And it's, uh, it's, it's on its way. It's uh, I got free shipping. Um, with you by using code Saudi, <laughs> by using code Saudi twenty, Saudi twenty. <laughs> by so let, let let's be honest. The but only only men only men can buy it. That's the thing. How long until Mansoor is the one to dethrone Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, if we can get. <laughs> maximum male models to be uh, at the main event of wrestlemania i would die i think it would be the greatest oh it's not going to be maximum male models they're going to kibosh that shit real quick because you can't have men uh, looking like that is that the deal yes Mm. precisely poor max maxine dupree is uh going to be covered head to toe in those saudi shows those saudi house shows are going to be lit If I could see Scarlet covered from neck to toe, please let where how many Bro, tickets can I possibly say that buy? That's hotter. How many tickets can I possibly buy? Listen, they they try to they try to we say it every year. Every time they go to Saudi Arabia and the outfits from the evolution of their costumes from from uh, uh, Natalia and Lacey Evans up until yep. Bailey, <laughs> the last Bailey match and Bianca Belair, and Bianca Belair, Ufa. <laughs> Oof, good job you ain't lying good job so you know what if that's if that's what they can do you know what saudis buy it buy the whole thing but i, I don't care r- r- destroy my my childhood buy, buy the whole thing it's fine as long as i can get uh you know bailey wa- wearing outfits like that every time it's all good agreed <laughs> agreed 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 god i so the, the, the i can't the, the purchase a saudi I, I do want to point this out really quick i'm yes. so sorry no good if Saudi Arabia does buy the WWE. Mm-hmm. What happens to Sami Zayn? Uh, happens to a lot of wrestlers. Uh, Sami Zayn, John Cena. Sami Zayn is the most outspoken. She's, the he's country. the most outspoken. Yeah, I mean, uh, how much? How much is? Uh, how much money can he sign a contract for AEW? I mean, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, uh, a lot of money. A lot of. Yeah, you're gonna have a, a max a mass exodus of of people who will not wrestle for WWE anymore. Um, yeah, and you you will still have because people will wrestle as you see. You know, people travel over there all the time for their their shows, so people will stick around. But because I'm sure they'll pay up the ass for the best talent, and probably and not for nothing, probably be able to you know pull some talent from AEW for sure, um, because you'll have. What will end up being Attitude Era WCW money 
Because Ted Turner yeah. money, you can just like throw it, throw it at anybody and just get them over. Um, could just buy AEW at that point. Just buy AEW. <laughs> Saudi Arabia owns both AEW and WWE. I don't know if the cons would. would do no, the cons that. ain't giving that up. Yeah. Although we said the McMahons would never give it up. But this is now this is now turned into an absolute dick move by Vince because you are now it's just, a hostile takeover. It is literally a hostile takeover because you had no say. You were you were out of the limelight in the shadows at the end of your career as we, we had all said like listen you you take the rest of your your life to kind of think about what you've done think think about the, the naughty things you've done over there in the corner and now he's come back in full force only because he had the power that's what happens when you're you're a uh uh the mass shareholder for for the company you have the most stock you can say what you, you know what, what goes on and so that's what he did and so this this kind of takeover of him getting voted in and Stephanie, Stephanie, uh, you know, suspiciously just stepping down. It's it's not a coincidence. So something's going down in the next couple weeks, couple months. And as you mentioned in, in this, you said the companies in, in this article, you know, Dave Meltzer also mentioned um, that Nick Khan was in L.A. on Monday talking to, quote, heavy hitters uh, that could grease the wheel for a future, future sale. sale. Um, and two, two big names, as you already mentioned. Was uh, Bob Iger, the CEO of Walt Disney, and uh, Jimmy Pitaro, the CEO of ESPN? Heavy hitters is a fucking great line. Um, they were looking to sell it by the middle of the year. JP Morgan is helping them. Saudi would be one where they would eventually, they could actually. Uh, I think you can see only one key key person. Uh, as far as the thing that they want to go private, you know, uh, that would be the one, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's going on and on about. Uh, taking it off the, the public uh, uh offerings and making it private um i did just read a tweet somewhere that said uh or it was actually an article sorry i read an article that said that stephanie mcmahon actually did tell vince he he asked her one question right before he she resigned and he uh she asked him sorry she asked him what are the you know what's the likelihood of you, you know, staying retired so that me and Triple H, me and Paul can keep on with this business and move it to the future and give it to our gra- our kids and our grandkids and stuff like that. And Vince McMahon was quoted as saying, uh, no chance in hell. Yeah, well. <laughs> you're a dirty, disgusting dick liar, <laughs> sir. Uh, I tried. A, you're a dick liar. Um, I tried. I thought it was good. It was very elaborate on my part. <laughs> uh, the last thing I will mention uh, speaking of all things McMahon, is Shane. And uh, I, the end of this article is what got me the most. So as we all know. You know what Shane's going to be saying when he when that Saudi deal comes in? Hmm. Here bitch. comes the money. <laughs> Here comes the money. Uh, you pay me, bitch. Shane, who was basically ousted last year after the whole fiasco with the Royal Rumble. Um, is back to produce the Royal Rumble again. Look at he's that. He's back to creative control and Triple H is out. Uh, no. Um, so he was removed last year after the whole nonsense went down with Royal Rumble. He was removed from Elimination Chamber and Mania. Um, and then any any creative plans uh, for Shane McMahon were all changed due to, due to the, all that heat. And then uh, fast forward to Vince being frustrated um, over Shane shooting down his Royal Rumble changes. Um, uh, following the incident, Shane McMahon was never seen on WWE television. Vince returned to WWE last week and blah, blah, blah. Now, all that to say, this is this is the crux of this entire article. The meat of it all with Shane is that he had 
his hands all over that rumble, which absolutely sucked. In the company's latest SEC filing, the company disclosed that Shane was retained by the company as an independent contractor with a salary of $828,000. Nice. All of last year. He did nice. dick, and he got paid near a million dollars. Hell yeah. Three quarters of a million dollars and more. Um, That's nepotism, baby. $828,000. Listen, if your dad owned a fucking billion-dollar company, you I go, will. yo, dad, listen. <laughs> I understand you don't need me around anymore, but can you just, like, help me and the kids out for a couple months? <laughs> He's like, all right, we're you ain't getting a million, eight hundred and twenty. What, what do I have in my pocket here? Is it in my, in my ashtray? Oh, here's 800000 there you go. Take that. Yeah, exactly. Take this. And just get out of my face. I think I have it duct tape underneath this desk. <laughs> emergency. Here's 800,000. Emergency lunch money. Um, yeah, so that's all things WWE. And now we will get to get to wait and see with uh, bated breath what's going to happen with uh, this, this company that we love so much that we were so <laughs> we were so fascinated and so eager and excited to see where the new direction was going to happen. And SummerSlam was like... It was like the the dawn of a new era, and you saw the sun rise above the horizon, and everybody was just so happy and thrilled. And then Vince McMahon gets voted back in, and immediately says that everything that's in place, by the way, we forgot to mention this, everything that's in place with the company and its creative control will remain as such. So we'll see how that actually goes. We'll see. (laughs) We will see what we shall see. But in the meantime, we have Triple H, and... That is really all we can go on <laughs> is his creative juices working on that. Shawn Michaels with, with NXT and hopefully none of this changes because you can imagine if we're talking about this now and we're thinking about it, obviously everybody that works for comp- the said company, it has to be, some of them has to be, most of them have to be kind of like very worried about their future prospects with the company because this is someone who ousted you, Braun Strowman, um, carrying Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, any other names, uh, you know, Shirai, <laughs> Meechin, <laughs> um, uh, 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 just to name a couple, Dakota guy. Yeah. Um, so all the, yeah, all these people that were ousted, I've, you know, might get ousted again. Who knows? Cause they you, you usually just say, you know, Paul, I appreciate what everything you've done. And then what do you do? They <laughs> have him at back in creative, and then we're just bitching and moaning and complaining about what the product has become since you know it's always been like that for the entirety of all of WWE except for the last six months or so. Yeah, this is this is a weird, this is a whole weird kind of situation. We were all happy and excited, and now it just that excitement just got yanked away, and now we're we're back to this bullshit kind of feeling. Nobody of- can be happy while I'm alive. <laughs> God, can you just retire in peace, dude? <laughs> or just sell your shares. Hey, get you get out. Retire. You, you sell it. You sell your shares to everybody. <laughs> Retire in peace. Go away. You go away. Thank you for your services. We appreciate everything you've done. Uh, uh, WrestleMania, your baby has has changed the game. We appreciate everything that you've done. Thank you. We thank you for your service, and Moving we on. wish you best on your uh, future, future endeavors. Endeavors. Stay in Greenwich. Stay in Greenwich <laughs> and do whatever you want to do. But now we get yeah. to see, like, this, bon this, voyage, company, this company might be, you know, not looking the same in the next couple months. Who knows? Anyway. Who knows is right. What a down note to end the show on. What the fuck? <laughs> San Francisco 49ers are in the playoffs. How about, how's that for a good up note to, to end the uh, San Francisco. And the pot on. New York Giants. Um, Jets, not so much. Yeah. This will be a. Uh, 
and and, and uh, I, I'm definitely taking the Giants against the Vikings. Yeah, uh, it's going to be Giants Niners. I think it's, it's I think it's spread is like it's like minus three or something like that right now. It's going to be Giants Niners, and I'm going to have to wear all of my San Francisco 49er gear in public <laughs> just to show dominance that's to not, all these fucking dumb New York football fans. That's not going to look stupid at all. All right. With that being said, guys, thank you so very much for listening to our show. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Pod uh, uh, Show. That's not what it is, Sons of Slam Show on Twitter. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. I'm done talking because I just can't feel my lips anymore. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, until next time, peace. The Sons of Slam Podcast.